Hey, this is Pastor John Ryan Cantu from Numa Church in Houston, Texas. Thank you for listening to the message today. I hope that it blesses you and all those that you share it with. God bless you. Amen. Glory to God. It is good to be in the house of the Lord this Sunday morning. Amen, church. How we feeling? Amen. Praise God. We just got back from uh, Cancun. And uh, we had a very nice uh, time, even though it was a little short. Um, can't wait for the next one. I live for vacation. Pastor Melissa says, I live for vacation, and she ain't lying. On vacation, I start planning my next vacation. <laughs> that's, how we, that's how we do it, man. Uh, rest is very, very important, amen, um, because we, we, are, we are called to work, right? The, uh, the Bible says, if you don't work, you don't eat. So we are called to, to labor. We are called to sweat. We are called to work. But with work comes rest. So don't forget to rest. And, and speaking of that, we have several families that are still, they're out of town um, resting. So, so um, pray for, for them this morning. Because I was um, out of town and I wasn't about to prepare a sermon on vacation, um, Pastor Damaris is going to be bringing uh, a word, and I know that God has prepared the hearts of you this morning to receive the word that God has deposited into her life. Um, but before that, I, 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 we have a special uh, guest uh, with us this morning, and I want to give him about two, three minutes um, to come and speak um, on, on, his, on his school. So God, uh, many, many of, many NUMA... <laughs> Many members of our church, they attend uh, Magdiel uh, Houston Institute of Theology. I, I am privileged to, uh, to serve as, a, as a, an instructor there. Um, I tell them, bro, they, they don't get passive with me, bro. You know, uh, I'm going to have some of them next semester. But I, I want to just give them the, 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 the microphone real quick just to share what God has done through his ministry, um, through the legacy of his of his beautiful uh, mother uh, who started uh, Magdiel, and, and, and he is now um, running that uh, with, with God, just blessing him tremendously. So I'm just going to give him a few minutes here this morning. God bless you, everybody. Uh, I'm director and president of Magdiel Bible College, and it's a privilege to be here. Uh, uh, it's an honor. I got to preach this morning for the Spanish, so I got to bring out my my, a little bit of my culture, and today, well, I know uh, uh, Sister Damaris is going to preach, so I came to grade her. She doesn't know that, but I came to grade her homilet. No, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no, we're so, we're so glad to have a lot of, I call them the Numites, the Numites, because there are so many. How many Numites are here? Uh, Pastor Ryan and, and, and founding pastors, they are such a blessing in our school. Uh, they, they serve, and if they serve a little bit, I know with this part, they're going to serve more. Uh, amen, right? They're going to serve more because we're going to need help. Uh, thank God uh, we, we had been Instituto Biblico Magdiel uh, for 30 years, and, and recently we've become Magdiel Bible College. So God has been opening a lot of doors for our school. Uh, we purchase, I mean, God does crazy things. You know, we, we always think that God is going to do it 
uh, how we think. And, and in, in a million years, I, I, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to save up and, and one day we're going to buy a building. And, and pandemic hit and God says, I'm going to give you a building during a pandemic and, and don't worry about nothing. And, and, you know, we own our own building, thank God. And God's just been doing amazing, amazing things. And Glory to him. And, and second, uh, Timothy 2.15, which is our theme, you know, is, is to present ourselves approved. And, and, and we always have to be approved, you know. Make sure that we are not falling into heresy and that we are uh, uh, really sharing the truth and the gospel of Jesus. And, and uh, be approved and, and do it without shame. But understanding that, that the, the more we preach it, the more we live it, the, the more we, we, we impart it, there's power in there. Amen? And, and have a great knowledge of, of, of the word. You know, Second Timothy uh, talks about being approved, not being ashamed, but handling the word correctly. I think that's important uh, in the generation that we live today. We have to handle the truth correctly. Compart and share the truth, the gospel, the true gospel correctly. And so that's what we do at McDill Bible College. Uh, we train uh, uh, students who, uh, in scripture who want to learn how to preach and do outlines and communicate or, or just serve and, and just have a knowledge uh, of discipleship. Everything that has to do with ministry you will find at McDill Bible College. Uh, this this semester, uh, for 30 years, we've had one program for everybody. Uh, now we have four programs, and two programs are, are certificate programs, uh, and basically what that means is that you don't need a diploma for those two programs, but then we also have two degree programs, and, and those are for everyone who uh, you probably have an associate's, you have a bachelor's already, so uh, we invite you this semester, uh, August, if I'm not mistaken, but August 9th is our orientation, our big orientation, and then August 16th will be the first day uh, that we start our semester. If you want information, my name is David Miranda. We have a table out there. And Pastor Ryan, thank you for this time. God bless you. Amen. Amen. You know, one of the, uh, one of the, the, the missions, uh, part of our vision at, at Newman Church is, is to make disciples. And so we've, we started doing that with our, our new believers class. And it's, it's man, praise God for what he's doing through that. But if you want to elevate, if you want to take it to the next level, I encourage you to. Um, and and it's, it's like a big family at, 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 uh, at Magdiel. And again, you have so many familiar faces that are already there. It might be a little far for some of you. It's only about 15 minutes for me. Praise God. Uh, but but uh, please, I mean, if you're interested in, in, in taking, you know, the, the, the knowledge of the Word of God uh, on a deeper level, consider uh, signing up for, for Magdiel. Today only, 90% off for Numa. <laughs> I'm just... I'm just speaking it in faith, you know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, please stop by the booth afterwards. Without any further ado, I'm going to give this mic uh, to Pastor Damaris this morning, and she is going to she's going to give us a word. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. It is an honor and a privilege to be here. Thank you, Pastor Ann, for trusting me with this job, this responsibility. I'm going to go ahead and ask you to, um, to open your Bibles to Mark 5, 21 to 34. We are going to read a little bit. Mark 5, 21 to 34. 
No pressure about Pastor David grading me. Now, if Pastor Abram was here, I would really be in trouble. <laughs> he is actually our teacher um, that gives us how to lay out a, a preaching. So, But praise God. I didn't think you guys were going to state for English. Just, But I enjoy your Spanish. It was really good. <laughs> okay, Mark 5, 21 to 34. If we can stand to read the word of God, and I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says, when Jesus had crossed over again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him, and so he stayed by the seashore. One of the synagogue officials named Jairus came up, and on seeing him, fell at his feet, and implored him earnestly, saying, my little daughter is at the point of death. Please come and lay your hands on her so that she will get well and live. And he went off with him, and a large crowd was following him, and pressing in on him, a woman who had had an hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was not healed at all, but rather had grown worse. After hearing about Jesus, she came up in a crowd behind him and touched his cloak. For she thought, if I just touch his garments, I will get well. Immediately, the flow of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Immediately, Jesus, perceiving in himself that the power proceeding from him had gotten forth, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see the woman who had done this, but the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. The King James Version says, has made you whole. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Let's go ahead and pray. Thank you, Father, for giving me the opportunity to be here this morning. I ask my God that this war may be a blessing to those that are here and that need to hear this. Father, I know that your Holy Spirit pressed this word in my heart because it is for someone this morning. Let it be you speaking through me, Father, and not me. Father, everything that I'm going to say and teach this morning, let it be for your honor and for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So for a couple of months now... God has had me studying Samuel. It's been two, three months. And I was pretty sure that my next preaching was going to be out of Samuel. But then I was uh, in my time of, of prayer and I was listening to uh, Spanish worship. I love praying to Spanish worship. English is amazing, but I really like Spanish. And if you guys have not heard Centro Vida... They have this song in Spanish that says, Si tan solo tocar el borde de su manto. And so, as I was listening to that song, the Lord said, that's your next message. I'm like, really, God? That's my next message. Like, we hear a lot of messages about this specific scripture. And I kind of questioned God a little bit, and I said, but I've been on Samuel. Why have you had me on Samuel? But he said, no, that's, that's for you. This, this is what I want you to, to speak on. And so, of course, I asked him for confirmation, right? Because that's just the how me and Jesus, that's how, that's how we do. 
Um, I never want to stand up here and just speak out of whatever. I want it to be what he has for, for his people. And so my husband was going to preach, and he told me that he was preaching on faith over doubt. I'm like, okay, there's a first one. He's going to talk about faith, and this woman, you know, it's about her faith. I said, but I ignored that one. I said, okay, God, I need one more. As pastor was closing when my husband preached, pastor said, like the woman with the issue of blood. I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. Okay, God, got it. I need just one more, though. (laughs) And because really, if you think about it, uh, this scripture kind of speaks for itself, right? It's just her faith. It's what caused her to receive her healing. And so last week, as pastor was preaching, he mentioned it again. The woman with the issue of blood. And I said, okay, God, that's it. I'll keep uh, studying and digging into that one. Last week, Sister Karen read an amazing word also that spoke about obedience. And her and I actually had a conversation, and we're both been stuck in Samuel. So I thought for sure she was going to speak on Samuel, and she didn't. She went somewhere else. So God is definitely speaking to his people. But today I want to focus on the woman with the issue of blood. And I have entitled my message, even though we read about Jairus' daughter, Made Whole. So here we see two different events that took place at the same time, right? Jairus was a synagogue official, and he was begging Jesus to come and lay hands on his daughter that was about to die. And then we have this woman who the Bible does not give us a name. It has no name. She just, she's known as the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. So if you like taking notes, my first point is identity lost. This woman had lost her identity, right? She was an outcast. She was labeled as unclean. That was, that's how she was known at. Leviticus 15, 19, 31, uh, 15, 19, all the way to 31, it speaks about the, the ritual. But I want to read just one verse, and it says, When a woman has a discharge, if her discharge in her body is blood, she shall continue in her menstrual impurity for seven days, and whoever touches her shall be unclean until evening. Can you imagine how that was? Being labeled unclean for 12 whole years? Now, to give you a perspective, let's talk about COVID, right? When 2020 happened and the pandemic hit, Everyone, right, was very, uh, we were being very careful about not being around someone that had COVID, that had been around, that had been hanging around the person that tested positive for COVID. So, you know, and and, and it was at first, I I think we were all freaking out. Nobody wanted to get COVID, of course. And some of us did, and we're here to to say we, we, we did it. Everything went good. But can you imagine someone... Uh, you know, you have to quarantine for 14 days. Like, can you imagine that same COVID for 12 years? I'm sure by this time, this woman had lost her family, friendships, everyone that was around her. And to top it all up, she couldn't even go and worship at the temple. So... On the other hand, 12 years earlier in the house of Jairus, a little girl was born 
that I'm sure brought much joy and happiness and laughter and beauty, right? So for 12 years, they enjoyed watching this little girl as she grew up. And her personality probably began to develop. So in one household, 12 years of darkness and despair. And in the other, 12 years of laughter and beauty. And so they're approaching Jesus from different angles. But in both cases, though, the light was going out. When a soul is sick today, they often go to different doctors, right? And they spend time and energy and money without getting the healing that their soul desires. They might go to Dr. Distraction, Dr. Success, Dr. Pleasure, Dr. Self-Help, Dr. Social Media. And although all this may bring temporary relief, none of those doctors will bring the relief that only Dr. Jesus can. I don't know who here can identify themselves with this woman. You have been labeled. Your past has labeled you. Your mistakes have labeled you. Your friends have labeled you. And you feel as if you've lost your identity because you are known as the cheater. You are known as the liar. You are known as the one that has a short temper. You are known as the one that has an unforgiving heart. I don't know, fill in the blank. This woman was getting worse, and she has spent all her money. So she finds herself in a place of pretty much having nothing to lose. What else could she lose? She had lost friendships. She had lost families. She had lost the ability to go to the temple. She was an outcast. So she didn't have any more money, any more hope. But her only, really, hope that she had at the time was, let me get to Jesus and touch him. My second point, just one touch. This woman thought, if I just touch his garments, I will get well. Now, when I started preparing for this message, I started looking into my curiosity spark. I said, what specifically did she touch? Right? Because if you're like me, I was under the assumption that she touched his his uh, manto, right? How do you say manto? A garment. She didn't. Let me show you. I started looking into a specific part, and I found out that the word hem means fringe, tassel, or the border of a garment. I am a visual person, and you guys know that, and I promise you that for this message, I was not going to give you guys a visual, but I had to... Because once I started looking into it, how could I not? If I just tell you, it's not the same as if I show you. And thank God for Amazon because they even have this stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. So this is a praying. This is a praying shawl. That's what they call it. But this is what Jesus was wearing, basically. They were wearing, like, right on their, on their shoulders. So let me read you a scripture because I want you to understand what I'm, what I'm going to talk about. In Numbers 15, 38, and 40, it says, Speak to the sons of Israel and tell them that they shall make for themselves tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations. And they shall put on the tassels of each corner a cord of blue. It's right here. You can see it. It shall be a tassel for you to look at and remember all the commandments of the Lord 
So as to do them and not follow after your own heart and your own eyes, after which you played the harlot. So that you may remember to do all my commandments and be holy to your God. So the word used for this, the original word is, try it, tzitzit, T-Z-I-T-Z-I-T. And it speaks of a tassel, which is this. And it has four fringes, and they were designed to be a daily reminder of the commandments of God. It has 613 knots, symbolizing 613 commandments. So this is what she touched, this little corner of the tassel. Did she purposely touch this specific part of the garment because she possibly knew that there is power in remembrance, that there is power in the commandments, and there is power in priesthood. That's what the, the priest wore. That's what Jesus was wearing. As soon as this woman touched Jesus, her flow stopped. But Jesus turned around and asked, who touched me? Now I want to tell you this morning that your touch has to make Jesus notice you. In a place filled with people pressing against him, her touch got his attention. I can picture the disciples probably with a smirk, right, talking to Jesus when they told him, you see all this crowd pressing against you and you're asking, who touched me? So see, many can come to Jesus and become spectators. There was a multitude following him, and you can't even be walking with Jesus like the disciples were. They were in Jesus' circle. But few are willing to do whatever it takes to receive power from him. In a place filled with people pressing against him, her touch got his attention. It is not the same to have casual contact with Jesus than to reach out to touch him in faith. There is a huge difference between bumping into Jesus here and there and reaching out to touch him in faith. You can come to church week after week, week after week and be bumping into Jesus. But it's not the same as you having the faith and courage to reaching out and touching him. Identity and power. According to the thinking of that day, when this unclean woman touched Jesus, it would make him unclean. Everything that this woman touched, everything. If she sat in that chair, that chair was unclean. If, if she touched her baby, her baby was unclean. Everything she touched was considered unclean. So it would have made him unclean. But because of the nature of Jesus and the power of God, that's not what happened. When she touched him, he wasn't made unclean. The woman was made whole. She was made whole. When we come to Jesus with our sin and we lay it all at his feet, it doesn't make him a sinner. It makes us clean. Not only did she receive her healing, but the Bible says the power came out of him. Our willingness to be open and don't keep anything in that secret little place that nobody can go, in that closet that you've, you've locked and nobody has access to, can keep you from giving Jesus the opportunity to make you whole. We have to be able to lay it all at his feet. 
Jesus told her, and this I absolutely loved. After he said, who touched me? And she came and said, it was me. Jesus told her, daughter, daughter, your faith has made you whole. He called her daughter. That means that he claimed her as his. That means that she got her identity back. That means that she was able to say, say, that is my father and I am his daughter. She wasn't labeled as a nobody and an unclean anymore. She could wear the label of daughter because of her faith. Jesus called her forward so that she wouldn't have any doubt that he had made her whole. After 12 years of being tossed away and forgotten, it would have sounded suspicious if she would have just come up, you know, to the people and say, hey, I received my healing the day I just touched the little corner of his tassel and I'm I, After 12 years, I'm pretty sure people would have been like, hmm, yeah, that sounds pretty suspicious. Let's go back to COVID. You couldn't go back to work until you showed you negative. You couldn't go back to church until you showed you negative. So... It would have been, you couldn't just come and say, Pastor, I'm COVID free. <laughs> yeah, no, can we, can we see that? <laughs> because uh, we have a lot of members here. All right, so she couldn't just show up and say, I'm clean. So Jesus called her up to, to, for everyone to know that she was actually healed. Jesus did it because he wanted them to hear that her faith had made her whole again. Jesus probably wanted Jairus to be encouraged by this woman's faith. Because he was, remember, he was on his way to lay hands on his daughter. When Jesus calls us forward, I want you to pay attention to this. It is never because he wants to embarrass us. But because he has something special to give us. That day, she received her identity back. Transformation happens when we are transparent with our Father. He knows us. You can fool God. You can pretend with God. But there is power and there is freedom in confession. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Keyword: if we confess. So we have to be able to say, God, I've been keeping this from you. God, I've been keeping this like where nobody knows this is, this is what I have. This is what I'm dealing with. When, when I go home, when the door, the door in my room gets closed, this is what I'm dealing with. We have to be able to lay it at the feet of Jesus and decide to touch him, to receive that freedom, to receive that healing. It is amazing how when God has a word, everything kind of goes into place. And Alexa was saying, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. And Jesus is walking in here this morning asking, who wants to touch me this morning? Who is going to be brave enough to reach out to receive what I have for them this morning? I want to share something that happened to me this week. Angel, you can come up. I know it's a short word. 
But I want us to be able to spend some time at the altar. But I want to share something. This week, um, as I was preparing, on Thursday, I had to take my mother-in-law to get um, a procedure. It was a, a minor, but she still had to be put under complete anesthesia and everything. And it was Thursday. That morning, as I'm getting ready to go to my, my mother-in-law's house, my son called, oh, texts me. And he said, hey, mom, FYI, I came to the emergency room. You never want to get that text, right? We live in the same house, and he texts me, FYI, I came to the emergency room. Um, I just haven't been feeling good. And I said, what's wrong? What do you mean? He's like, I just, I have pressure on my chest. He's like, I, I just wanted to make sure I'm okay. I thought it was going to go away, but it hasn't. So that's my baby, y'all. <laughs> I know he's about to get married, but he's still my baby. And I, I, when I received that, I was like, oh, my gosh, please, God. Please, God, don't, you know, don't let it be nothing serious. I said, what are they doing? They're doing an EKG, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm waiting on results. Okay. Hours pass. I go pick up my mother-in-law. Um, I take her to the hospital. And then my sister texts me. She said, Lena's running a high fever. Um, and I think I need to take her to urgent care because it might be her asthma. That's my baby, too. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my goodness. Um, are you going to take? She said, I made an appointment. She's okay. But, you know, I just, I, when my sister said she's going to the doctor, like it's something, because she's a nurse, it's not okay. And so I'm like, okay, God, come on, God. Just please take care of my son. Now take care of my niece. My mother-in-law comes out of everything. My husband calls me. Babe. I think I'm going to go home because I don't know what's wrong, but my stomach hurts so bad. He said, it feels like I have a knot in my stomach. I want to throw up. I don't know what's going on. And I hear his pain on the phone. And I'm like, what did you eat, babe? He's like, I don't know. I think it was lunch. It just it did something. He's like, I just don't feel good. And he, I mean, he can be a baby, but he's tough. And so when he calls me, I hang up the phone, and I go into the, the restroom at the hospital because I say, you know what, devil? No, not today. First my son, <laughs> then my niece, and now my husband. On the week that I'm preaching about healing, so I had to go rebuke. I had to go lock myself in the hospital restroom and say, devil, not today. My son is going to be okay. My niece is going to be okay. My husband's going to be okay. Because I know that you gave me this word. Because there is someone that needs to receive healing on Sunday. And you're throwing all these distractions my way with the people that I love and care about the most. Because you don't want them to receive this word. And then... Madai texts me. If you guys know, Sister Madai messaged me and she's like, Hey girl, how are you doing? Out of nowhere. And I said, Oh my goodness, Madai, I really you can use a prayer right now. I told her everything that happened. She's like, I was doing a devotional and the Lord told me, Message her. 
and I had to reach out right away. She said, this is an attack from the enemy. I said, oh, I know. <laughs> I know it. And she said, no, we're going to pray. We're going to rebuke. And I, I recognize that in order for you guys to receive your healing this morning, you need to be brave enough, one, and you need to be open enough and transparent enough to lay it at the feet of Jesus this morning. He wants to remove those labels that have been part of your life for a long time, perhaps years. But are you willing to expose it all before him this morning, release it and receive your new identity? You are his daughter. You are his daughter and you are his son. And he wants to make you whole again. He doesn't want you to continue to keep those little things hidden from him. He doesn't. He wants you to lay it at his feet today because he wants to give you your healing, whether it be emotional, whether it be physical, whether it be something that you're struggling with, whether it be unforgiveness. Our pastor shared on our Wednesday class, it's not the same thing to forget about it than to forgive. And that stuck with me. Because sometimes we tend to just brush everything under the rug. Oh, it's going to go away. Oh, you call me this, it's going to go away. Oh, you label me this way, it's going to go away. And then we just, we begin to accumulate all these little things. And oh, but wait, just wait, wait, wait. I'm coming for you later, wait. But we need to reach the place of forgiveness because I know that there are people that need to reach the place of forgiveness this morning. It's not just physical, and I'm going to ask you to stand. It's also emotional. It's stuff from the heart that you've been carrying from years. It's names that you just got used to. You just got used to it. You just deal with it. God doesn't want you to deal with it. He wants to make you whole, and he wants to heal you this morning. If you are here this morning, <laughs> for those of you, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. For those of you who are ready to say, God, it's been way too long that I've been carrying this pain. God, it's been way too long that I've been carrying this label with me. God, it's way too long that I've tried to just quiet the voices with different things and with different distractions but this morning I want you to make me whole I want to reach out to touch you in faith and I want you to make me whole I want you to call me daughter I want you to call me son I want to belong to your family I don't want to just have casual contact with you I don't want to just come in here Sunday after Sunday and receive from what everyone else is receiving. I want to touch you this morning. I'm going to ask you to come to these altars. And every eye closed. But this is only for those who are brave and are ready to just lay it all at the feet of Jesus and extend your hand and get that touch that you need from him. Receive that healing that you need from him. Because he's ready to break some chains this morning. He's ready to break some chains this morning.
We praise you, God. Thanks for listening. If you'd like some more information on Numa Church, visit us on our website at mynumachurch.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe or share it with your friends on social media and tag us at mynumachurch. Thanks again and God bless.